I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Dr. TJ. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hi. Very excited <laughs> over there. <laughs> One of these days, she's going to come up with like a whole sentence to say as soon as we introduce her, and we're all going to be flabbergasted and floored. Um, So today's show, we are going to talk about um, gluten and how gluten and thyroid are kind of linked together. Right. And how gluten really causes a problem for thyroid, we may throw in there some other things too. Um, right, and I know that we've talked about well, we've talked about thyroid before many times, and we've talked about gluten before. But really, today we're going to hit on what you know how they're connected together and why gluten can be a problem for your thyroid. Right, and this is going to be uh, this will be an interesting show too because Aaron has a lot of. Um, personal experience with gluten and thyroid issues. And so hopefully we can um, talk her into sharing a little bit of her story um, for those of you out there who are unaware of of her struggles and, and pitfalls of figuring out that she had a thyroid issue and how important getting rid of gluten from her diet was in that whole situation. Right. So there are a lot of studies out there that link autoimmune thyroid disease um, with gluten intolerance. Now, gluten intolerance is different than the gluten than, than an allergy. An intolerance and an allergy are two different things. So let's clear that up right off the right off the get-go. So an allergy is something that you um, cannot have that creates an anaphylactic reaction. Like someone has a severe peanut allergy, they get exposed to a peanut, they go into anaphylactic shock, their throat starts to close, they have to have an EpiPen or need an epinephrine shot, and they run right to the hospital um, because they're, you know, it's a life or death situation. That's an allergy. An intolerance is, it's a reaction, but it is not a life-threatening reaction. It's a creating chronic disease type of reaction. It's going to be something that affects you long term. It can give you all kinds of signs and or symptoms associated with the intolerance. They aren't necessarily gut related. They could be all kinds of different things that happen. And so there are lots of studies out there that that tie autoimmune thyroid, either Hashimoto's or Graves. Hashimoto's is autoimmune hypothyroidism, with Graves' disease being autoimmune hyperthyroidism, right? And tying the the thyroid um, autoimmune thyroid with gluten. Now remember, if you have hypothyroidism, ninety percent of people that have hypothyroidism or low functioning thyroid actually have autoimmune thyroid 
going on. Right. So this this show is huge for those of you out there who are dealing with low functioning thyroid. This can we you know this can be life changing for you. Right. Because even if you, I mean. Those of you who have not been tested, and you probably haven't unless you've seen a functional medicine practitioner, to determine if you have Hashimoto's, if you have an autoimmune condition, um, you, and if you aren't going to go and get that testing done, we're going to explain today why eliminating gluten for your, from your diet may be key to helping you feel better. And we're also going to talk about how eliminating gluten probably isn't going to be enough. Right. There are other things that need to be eliminated, too. So you're you're better off going and testing to find out what actually needs to be eliminated. Um, but back to this link between autoimmune thyroid disease and gluten and gluten intolerance, rather, the, the link is so well known at this point that researchers are actually starting to suggest that every person with autoimmune thyroid disease gets screened for a gluten intolerance. And vice versa. People who have been tested for gluten intolerance should be tested for autoimmune thyroid because they may have never been tested. They may have found out that, you know what, I, I'm, I am gluten intolerant. Um, a test shows it. Or I feel so much better when I don't eat gluten. But they've never really been tested for thyroid um, disease, especially autoimmune thyroid. And researchers are suggesting that that needs to happen, too. we got to go both directions. Right. And I mean, and. I know you said this, but we need to stress gluten intolerance, not necessarily celiac disease. Correct. Not necessarily celiac disease. And we'll, we may get into that a little bit, um, the difference between a gluten intolerance and celiac disease. But, but simply because you don't have celiac disease does not mean that you are fine with gluten. That's exactly right. There are a lot of people who will come into the, to the clinic, into the Institute of Natural Health and say, you know, We'll, we'll talk to them about, you know, have you tried eliminating gluten? And it's many times we hear an answer similar to, well, no, I've been tested for celiac and I'm fine with gluten. Yeah, I've been told. I, I've I been was told. tested yeah. and I was told gluten is fine for me. And then, okay, well, what was the actual test that was ran? Did they just test you for celiac? And right. I mean, because you that is not enough. You don't know for sure if gluten is a problem for you. Simple, I mean... Right, and when we when we ask for the lab work, you know, most people are very happy to bring their lab work because they they are excited that a fresh set of eyes is going to look at something. And and when we say, well, see, actually, all you had screened were these couple of things, and that just looked for in stage disease. So the very end of the road is when you end up with celiac. But what about all this ground in between? You could have a lot of problem going on, and gluten may be a big culprit of that. And gluten has changed. Gluten has changed drastically in the last 20 years, 30 years. Right. For those of you who are wondering, well, we've always eaten gluten. You know, we've always eaten bread and stuff. So why all of a sudden do people have an issue with it? Right. It's because it's a it's a completely different molecule than it was 20 or 30 years ago. Um, there's There have been a lot of, of modifications to the crop, the wheat crop that, you know, just has changed the gluten. And I mean, you know, you don't have to believe me. The the lead researcher that's basically pioneering the whole field of gluten intolerance, his name's Alessio, Alessio Fasano. And this isn't just some, you know, fly by the seat of his pants guy out there doing research. This guy actually runs like the celiac foundation something or other at 
at Mass General. That's Harvard Medical School's hospital. He's the department chair for this thing, and he's the guy out there screaming at the top of his lungs to everyone that will listen, hey, look, gluten is a problem. It's creating lots of, of health issues for people, and especially those with autoimmune thyroid. They need to get rid of this, get, right. get gluten out of their diet. So that's a big, big piece of the puzzle. But why is the connection there? Why is there this 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 line between autoimmune thyroid and gluten intolerance? It's specifically because the body has a case of mistaken identity. So the if you look, gliadin is the is one of the proteins that's in gluten. If if you look at the molecule all the way, if you break gliadin down all the way to the molecular level and you look at a molecular structure, the molecule of gliadin, which is the, a protein in gluten, it very much looks like thyroid gland tissue. If you looked at a molecule of thyroid gland, they look almost identical, right? It's like looking at your left hand, uh, at the palm of your left hand and the backside of your right hand. You know, you've got a thumb pointed out to the left and you've got four fingers sticking up. Your body can't actually tell, you know, if you're looking at a shadow, if you've got sunlight shining down and you've got a shadow of that on a table, which is what I'm doing right now. Aaron's looking at me funny and, and Liz is looking at me a little funny too, but I'm they looking. can't see you on the radio. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It does look a little funny in, in, the, in the studio. Sorry. But if you look at that shadow, it looks like two of the same hand. Right, your body has is mistaken the identity. Identity, just like if you did that to a, a little kid and only told them, you know, only showed them a shadow and asked them, "What hand is this?" and they say, "Oh, that's the right hand," because that's what the shadow looks like, right? But then you flip the other hand over, and they're like, "Oh no, there's a left hand." It's a it's a mistaken identity thing, and so because of that, this gliadin when we have leaky gut. So our gut barrier is a very strong barrier, but it's a very thin barrier and it can be damaged um, over time. If the gut barrier breaks down and this gliadin molecule gets through our gut, which is a, which is specifically leaky gut or intestinal dysbiosis, same thing, and gets in and tags our immune our immune system tags it rather as this stuff gets into our bloodstream we've tagged this gliadin molecule well then this blood goes through the thyroid and is like wait this stuff looks just like that that stuff that's in our blood we need to tag it too and that's how you end up with the immune system tagging both the gliadin and the thyroid and we start attacking both now we have an immune system attacking our own body, which is the definition of autoimmune condition. Right. And when it's your thyroid, it's especially important. I mean, not that any autoimmune condition is good, but when it's attacking thyroid tissue, I mean, we've talked so many times on how important the thyroid is to the functioning of the rest of the body. It's important. So important. <laughs> it's a big deal. So, I mean, yeah, you're not going to feel good if your thyroid isn't functioning properly. It's it's not. It's just not going to it's not going to to work. So basically, if your immune system has tagged the gliadin and it's tagged the thyroid every single time you eat gluten, your immune system is going to attack your thyroid. And it's not just going to attack it for a short period of time. It's going to attack it for an extended period of time. It's not just going to attack it while you swallow that gluten. It's going to last for months afterwards. Right. And it's that's what is so difficult to pin down unless you're actually tested. 
because, you know, most people who are eating gluten are doing so on a regular basis, right? I mean, the average, you know, American diet has gluten every meal, right? And so you never eliminate it. And so your body is constantly fighting this and constantly tagging it. And it's, I think, hard for a lot of people to understand that, you know, they think, well, if I, you know, had an issue with gluten, then I would feel horrible right after I ate it. Well, but it's such a continuous process. And you, every time you eat it, that, you know, the whole tagging of the gluten molecules attack, um, happens over such a long period of time that it's really hard to trace it back to a specific meal. And then you'd start feeling worse and worse, but it's so gradual as it keeps going that it's really hard to pin it down to, oh, that's the gluten that I've been eating every single time. Right. It just it's it's hard without the testing to ever actually figure it out because you don't go a period of time without eating gluten. Right. It, the average American eats gluten every single meal. Yeah. All of them. Which is why a lot of people freak out when they're told, you know, eliminating gluten would really help your health. Yeah. And they oh, think, they well, what flip, do you what do you eat? They flip their lids. <laughs> they they flip. How can a person out. survive? You're exactly right. So we've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue on talking about the gluten thyroid connection. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to Wellness 101. We're talking about um, the gluten-thyroid connection or the thyroid-gluten connection, however, whichever way you want to put it. doesn't really matter. It works both directions. Um, before the break, we were talking about how your immune system gets confused um, when you eat gluten. It has this protein in it called gliadin, and gliadin at the molecular level looks a whole lot like thyroid tissue. And so your immune system, when this gliadin gets into your into your bloodstream because, you know, you maybe you're dealing with a leaky gut or you have some digestive thing going on, and this, this gliadin gets into your bloodstream, your immune system tags it. And it's like, hey, we need to attack this and kill this. This is a foreign invader. It's not supposed to be here. Then that same immune system and blood gets around and, and goes through your thyroid. It's like, hey, wait. We have the same thing here. Let's tag this and attack this too. So now you're attacking your own thyroid 
um, every all the time because, like we said before break, the standard American is basically eating gluten every meal, at, and if not every meal, at least every single day. We're getting gluten into our into our system. That's how widespread the use of gluten is. And but so, most people every meal. Most people every meal. Yeah. Yeah, and especially kids. Oh yeah. If you think about it, I mean, you know, how many kids meals? Are Cereal, almost, sandwich, and pizza. I mean, right? Mac and cheese. Yep, mac and cheese loaded with gluten. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all all of yeah. Go on with that with the kids meal. <laughs> I knew where you were going. Most every single kid's meal out there for people who take their kids to a, a restaurant to eat, when you eat off the kid's menu, almost always it, everything, every choice is filled with gluten. Right. Because gluten is tastes pretty good. It, uh, it does taste good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It does taste good. I mean, good. you know, there are so many, actually, I mean, I say that, and there are so many gluten-free products uh, out there that taste really good at this point. Right. But the problem is they're not in a restaurant. Right. So right. you have no, to, exactly. you're, you're stuck eating at home. So, I mean, right. when you have a picky kid, eating gluten is like king with right. picky kids. Right. Like exactly. my, kid, my kid is super picky eater, so yeah, gluten is everything for yeah. him. Yeah. And every, I mean, really, <laughs> yeah. it's hard to get them away from it. it and is. we laugh about that. I mean, you know, with my two nieces, um, you know, are, you know, I watch my brother and my sister-in-law who are so careful and they really try to keep gluten out but the second that one of their kids i mean they don't eliminate it completely and the second that one of their children eats gluten it's like i mean <laughs> it they're so happy right i mean like it's and it's all of a sudden they're like oh my gosh they never clean their plate well they will if you give them a bunch of <laughs> mac and cheese i mean it's you know i mean it's just kind of funny that it's it's the difference between you know whether they'll eat a little bit or whether they will eat every, you know, I mean, they'll eat without any complaining and they'll eat everything in sight. Right. And then the other problem with gluten is it's attached to all these carbohydrate foods, right? Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's bread, it's pasta, it's, it's heavy, heavy carb stuff. Now, yes, you know, you could, you could batter something up and fry a piece of meat and now it's, it's not really, you know, it's not, a carb food, um, but at the same time, that's uh, we're the gluten portion is the gluten portion is. <laughs> you're right, but now we're now we're sugar coating, basically sugar coating, um, um, you know, meat, and we're we're creating this. The more carb, the more gluten we eat, the more carbs we're eating, and so we're setting ourselves up for insulin resistance and you know prediabetes at younger and younger and younger ages. That's just that's just one of the things that happens. But back to the Back to the the immune system confusing this and and starting to attack the thyroid. You know this reaction, this this body attacking the thyroid gland because of gliadin isn't just a one and done thing. It just doesn't happen while you're eating. This you do this and this lasts for months. Right, the immune response to gluten. Yes. Yeah, your immune response can last about six months. It can last longer than that. And the immune system has a nine month memory. And, and that's just the immune response like that doesn't even. So when you finally if you figure out that gluten is an issue and you go to eliminate, not only do you need to eliminate it for a long period of time to see any difference, but then you actually have to heal your gut. Right. I mean, so it's you know, it is a long process. I think that I I mean, I can speak from personal experience that along the way you will begin to feel so much better. And it's you know, it's funny for me personally. um, 
and I don't like I do not touch gluten at this point. Um, that's one of the things. I mean, I have celiac. She, so. doesn't, she doesn't even look at it. <laughs> I do look at it <laughs> longingly sometimes, <laughs> but um, but I don't eat it. Um, but I know from you know uh, the other sensitivities that I have. You know when I eliminate those foods, and if I happen to eat them. I have a huge response and I know a lot of people say that when they are gluten intolerant, um, they, you know, if they try to eat a little bit of gluten, it's, you know, all of a sudden their system goes haywire and they think, how did this happen where I was eating it for, you know, I eat it for the first 40 years of my life. Like <laughs> I eliminate it for, you know, six months to nine months. And now all of a sudden I have, you know tiny bit of it in one meal and I feel horrible. Yep. Yep. That's actually how you <laughs> felt for all those nine months. You just didn't know it. And it wasn't so acute. Right. It, it happened so, and that's what I think so is so slow important. Over time. It's so, yeah, it's such a slow process because I mean, I, you know, and I noticed that when, you know, with myself, when I was sick, it just, so many things were off. It's, it's hard to know, you know, even if, and with gluten, especially it's not necessarily your stomach that's off, so that makes it harder. But you just feel so horrible right, in meaning, general. Stomach being off, meaning not having digestive problems. Right, not there weren't digestive gas, issues. Bloating, exactly. diarrhea, constipation, so anything like that. There was that. no, I didn't know that it had anything to do with what I was eating. And granted, I did also have this thyroid issue. They were all connected, but... I certainly didn't know that. I didn't, for a long time, have a doctor who knew what was going on. So it just took a long time to put the puzzle pieces together. And I don't know that it would have been possible at that point to do it without testing. Because if you just go, I mean, that's the problem, I think. We go through symptoms. And I had so many symptoms that pointed to so many different things. I mean, there were symptoms that we've talked about on the show a million times. You know, things like fatigue and brain fog and you know, muscle soreness, achiness, yeah, body aches and pains and, you know, and things that could sleep. Yeah. Ran- random naps. Yes. Difficulty sleeping at night and then random three hour naps in the middle of the day. And I'd be really, yeah, be really tired. It was hard for me to sleep even with a nap. I mean, it was hard for me to fall asleep to take a nap, but I was exhausted during the day. And so it never made any sense. Like I was so tired, but if I would lay down, it was difficult to fall asleep even for a nap and then really difficult at night and then difficult to wake up in the morning. I mean, it was just like my body forgot how to actually function, but going through, you know, how the conventional medicine model treats these things. I mean, I wasn't really pointing them anywhere. Right. So then you end up like I've talked about before with diagnosis, like fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome, which basically is another way of saying, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. We have have no clue. (laughs) Right. So, Back to you know, back to this whole eating gluten can last up to six months idea. This is this is this is why it's so critical if you have autoimmune thyroid to get gluten out of your diet. It is absolutely necessary. You don't get to follow an 80-20 rule here. We have t- I hear so many people out there talking about oh follow the eighty twenty rule. I'm I'm good eighty percent of the time. Well, if you're if you're if you're failing twenty percent of the time here, you're failing a hundred percent of the time because your body is mad right and that's not a bad way to live we're not saying i mean that works for a lot of people in general as far as healthy eating right i mean so whatever works for you that's fine it just 
You want to go out and have a you know cheat meal. Bodybuilders have been doing this for decades. Have cheat days or right. cheat meals where they you know go out and load up on something. That's one thing. If it works for you, then okay. Right. It will not actually work with gluten. Right. If it you just have, won't. Not if you have autoimmune thyroid. Right. And if you don't and you're eating gluten, you're still creating a problem because we're not I'm not going to get into this very in, in too much detail, but every time you eat gluten, the the lining of your intestines releases this substance called zonulin. And there are actually seven research papers um, published right now on a zonulin inhibiting medication that's specifically for people with celiac disease and people with leaky gut. And there are actually two active studies that are pl- that are recruiting. There's a university in France and there's a university at uh, at NYU. Um, they're actively looking for participants in this study to to further perpetuate this whole medication for leaky gut. Once this clears like phase three trials and actually starts being made and off to, uh, off to the general public, you're going to hear more about leaky gut than you ever thought possible because when you eat gluten, this substance called zonulin is released and zonulin causes the cells of your gut wall to unlock. You basically, eating gluten, you basically give yourself leaky gut every single time you do it and that gives the opportunity for those undigested um, molecules, those, those molecules that are larger than they should be to get into your bloodstream for your immune system to attack them and then create autoimmune condition. Right. We kind of talk about it as being like, you know, like a mesh, um, you know, material and then going to like a basketball hoop, you know, like those um, those holes get bigger. So more things can flow through. Right. And what's so crazy is, I mean, we've been talking about leaky gut for so long now. And, you know, all of these issues with zonulin and the problems with gluten and everyone thought it was crazy. I mean, the modern, you know, I mean, conventional medicine, it was it's not even recognized. I mean, they're like, well, this is something that alternative medicine has come up with to try to, you know, sell you things that you don't need. There is no such thing as leaky gut. I love it when they Mm -hmm. throw that out there. But now the research studies are actually putting leaky gut in the title to get this myth out of the way because it's, yeah, leaky gut's easier to say than intestinal dysbiosis. Well, and the thing is, I mean, it's just so sad that in our country, the only way we can get these conditions recognized is when a pharmaceutical company comes along and says, hey, hey, we got a drug for (laughs) that. We got a drug for that. So all of a sudden, now the research gets done. I mean, you know, don't look at all of the clinical experience from the functional medicine practitioners who have seen it day in and day out for years and years and years. Because yeah, we don't know what we're talking about. Right, exactly. We're complete morons. Quacks. Yeah. <laughs> Nut jobs. Who are we? Um, all the while, you know, I constantly am getting calls from other medical professionals saying, hey, TJ, I heard about your work out there in St. Louis. Um, we're wanting to do this in our clinic. Can you help us out? And yeah, sure. I'll do what I can. How can how can I be of assistance to you? So. I don't know. It's just comical. Um, so anyway, we got to take another break. Um, when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion of the gluten-thyroid connection. You're listening to Wellness 101. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. If you're just tuning in today, we are talking about the gluten-thyroid-gluten connection. Um, I just like saying gluten-thyroid-gluten. 
because it goes both directions. It's gluten thyroid, thyroid gluten. Um, so before the break, we were just basically on a rant about how important it is to eliminate gluten from your diet if you are dealing with um, autoimmune thyroid. And so we were talking about how it's you know your your immune system confuses the gliadin, the protein that's in gluten, with your thyroid. They those Two proteins look very similar, and so your immune system gets confused, and you start attacking the gliadin, but you also start attacking your thyroid gland. And so now every time you eat gluten, you're dealing with an um, immune system that's attacking your thyroid as well. And so when when you have this situation going on, it's, it's imperative that you become 100% gluten-free. And we were talking about how, you know, really in, in the United States, that's scary because so many of our meals contain gluten. The average American eats gluten at least every day and most of the time every single meal. Um, so if you, if you do have autoimmune um, thyroid, how do you find out if you're gluten intolerant or if you don't have autoimmune thyroid? This works both ways. How do you find out if you're gluten intolerant? So – Regular regular lab testing is not very accurate. For this sort of stuff, you need to do specialty lab testing. Um, we talk about it on this show a ton. Um, it's called food sensitivity testing. Um, you want a test that actually looks at whether or not your immune system it has a reaction when gluten is present. Um, it's It happens a lot more than you would think. We are, are actually surprised sometimes when people aren't sensitive to gluten. Um, it does happen. Um, that people oh, don't yeah, have definitely. A gluten sensitivity, and that's actually great for them because you know it's not a it's not a situation where they're sensitive to oh I don't know I'm going to throw out a random food there like um, squid right they're not they, they don't eat it right. and and they're sensitive to it and they're like wait I, I I don't really ever eat this how would I know most of the time people eat lots and lots of gluten right so the test is really accurate when you've eaten something. Day in, day out, day in, day out. Right. If it doesn't, if it says you're not sensitive to it, guess what? You're not sensitive to it. Um, and and then that good for you. Um, but that's how that's how we we figure this stuff out. And it with, needs to be a test, also. And I'm sorry, I just no, kind of jumped in there. You did that. That's um, okay. you know, we are not a fan of the fingerprint prick test. No. Um, it's it's not big enough. There. So a lot of um these alternative medicine practitioners will do um because they aren't able to. Um, they're not authorized to draw blood, which you need or, to. Or they just don't draw blood. Or they don't draw some, blood. Some are authorized. But, they just choose not to. Yeah. Or they're not trained to right. do it. I mean, and so, um, and if someone isn't doing it on a regular basis, you probably don't want them sticking a needle in your arm anyway. Um, but, you know, they, so they prick your finger to get a drop of blood and then they test from that. And it's been shown to not be very accurate. I mean, there, there are a lot of problems with those tests and it's just, why do that? And then you could have false positives. Um, you could have false negatives. Right. It just, when there's such a large room for error, um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I know a lot of people really push those tests because they're easier to run. Right. They are, they are easy to and run. And cheaper. I mean, you yeah. know, like. Well, you're only looking at, you know, 20, 30 foods. Right. Yeah. So a large. As opposed to 240 or 250. Right. No, I mean, so it makes difference. a big difference. Right. So and that's a, that's a huge difference. And that's yeah, that's a that's a big thing to to pay attention to. And and if you have ran one of those tests, I mean the the false positive and false negative rates on those are actually much higher than they you would like for them to be and you just you're just not given that information. So 
that's why we draw blood at the at the institute. We draw we draw blood. We find out like what are you sensitive to? What else are you sensitive to? Because it's it's not just gluten, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you you could be sensitive to broccoli or kale or uh, lettuce, um, you know, meats or any kind of meat. There's so many things that can be tested to figure out if if you're you know sensitive to to gluten. But on the flip side of that, sometimes going gluten-free isn't enough if you have autoimmune thyroid, right? There are grains out there that don't actually contain gluten. Those things would be uh, uh, like corn. Corn doesn't have gluten in it. Um, Oats, rice. They do have proteins that are similar enough to gluten that they can actually create an immune response. Um, Corn gluten. Isn't there isn't there a thing called corn gluten? Yeah, but it's it's not what's it's not what's being tested as far as like what you normally right. But know that's of. what I mean when you're saying they have something that elicit the response. It's close enough to gluten. It's close enough to it's gluten. It's not actual gluten, so you won't show as positive to gluten. But I mean, I've even seen corn gluten in ingredient lists. Right. Right. So that's why I bring that up because it just kind of was funny to me. But um, because that's all it takes for a lot of these people that have, especially with celiac, to to create. A, an immune response. And if you have severe gluten intolerance or even mild gluten intolerance, that can be enough to trigger. Right. Right. It, it's that's it's really important to to possibly, you know, eliminate those as well. And that I, really makes and I'm sorry. No, it's OK. <laughs> just keep jumping in. Um, but just from my own experience, I mean, I have found that once I mean, there are things that can be done to lessen the um the effects of some of those other things. Like, so me with celiac, I mean, I absolutely can't eat gluten, but there are a lot of things that I had to eliminate at the beginning and I'm fine eating now because I keep up so much with the rest of my nutrition and making sure that I'm supplementing and I'm getting enough nutrients into my body that I'm able to process a lot of the other things that I couldn't at the beginning when I was super, super sick. Right. You know, but we've gone through the process of healing my gut up and, you know, I mean, to the extent that you can, I do still have celiac. And and supplementing. I'll take just a second here to talk about supplementing. Supplementing is is extremely important because the people will say, well, I I get 100 percent of my RDA. I take a one a day. That's not enough. That 100 percent is all all that's doing is that's providing you enough of that vitamin or mineral to prevent the disease associated with not having enough of that. And that's assuming you're getting it. Prevention. That's assuming you're even getting it in. And if you're buying one over the counter, you you know, at like your local Walgreens or CVS or something, it is not getting into your system. You are throwing your money away. Because it's in a poor form or it's in a you know, the 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 vitamin itself is in a poor form. It's not in an active form that your body can actually absorb. It's bound up to some sort of binder or filler that your body's not actually able to break down. Um, and you're just not getting enough of it. Right. And that's not having enough to not cause a disease is a long way from having enough to actually promote optimal health. Right. And then if it's a you huge difference. add, you know, any sort of health condition on top of that. Yeah. Your need just skyrocketed. Right. And these, you know, a lot of these mass marketed supplements are not getting into your system. And, I mean, you know, we say that a lot. You're you are basically throwing your money down the drain because while high quality supplements are going to cost more, there's a reason why they cost more. Right. And really the you know, the markup even from manufacturers is less on those than these, you know, I mean, what it takes to actually, the cost it takes to make these mass marketed supplements is minuscule. 
So you're paying for so much more than what you're getting. Right. So it just it does not make a lot of sense. If something costs four dollars for a three month supply, right, uh, in the store, imagine how much it actually costs to make. Exactly. Pennies. And then you think it's doing anything? Right. Right. (laughs) So the thing about you know people with with gluten intolerance or celiac or anything like that, and the grains that can that don't really have gluten in them, but you have to remember things like oats are oftentimes processed in facilities that also process wheat. So there's a lot of cross-contamination that goes on. If you're buying oats, oats in general are gluten-free. However, if it doesn't say gluten-free on the label, then it has gluten in it. Right. It a was, lot. We get a lot of questions about that. Yes. Tons. About oats, especially. Yeah. And the same The same is true with corn and rice. Um that's why a lot of people with autoimmune, they basically – it's recommended to adopt a completely grain-free diet. At least in the short term. Right. At least in the short term. And a lot of people, you know, they may be able to bring a grain back in. Some people cannot. It just, it just depends. So the other thing that is difficult – and this is where if you think flipping out on, <laughs> on gluten is bad – about half of the patients with celiac disease and close to half the people that have a gluten intolerance also have intolerance to casein, right? Casein, for some of you out there, you're like, what's that? I don't even know what that is. Casein is a protein in milk. It's one of the proteins in milk. And so if you're sensitive to gluten, you probably are sensitive to casein as well. And so that means not only do you have to be gluten-free, you also have to be dairy-free, Right. <laughs> that the the silent the little bit of silence is usually reserved for people's faces when they're looking at me across the table where we're having our consultation and we say, "Look, yeah, not only do you have to be gluten-free, you're actually sensitive to casein. You have to eliminate all dairy, cheese, yogurt, ice cream, milk, you name it, dairy has to go." Yeah. And again, I want to point out, like, there are physical, physiological responses to this. There's a reason why that sounds so horrible to eliminate, because your body craves it. I mean, right. you really get addicted to these foods. Right. I mean, you know, a lot of people have said, well, you know, I I can't give up cheese. Like, I don't care if um, that's going to make me feel better or not. Like, I don't think I can give it up. It's easier once once you start doing it, it becomes easier than you think it's going right. to be. Once you but, feel, once you realize how much better you feel, yes, <laughs> it's mind blowing what change what people will will do once they realize. Oh my gosh, if I just do this, it will yeah, actually this actually work. works. Holy cow! <laughs> Who would have thought? All right, we got to take another break. When we come back, uh, more about gluten and thyroid. You're listening to Wellness 101. If you're just tuning in, um, today we have spent the hour talking about the gluten and thyroid connection and how your immune system gets all mad and you end up with autoimmune thyroid, or if you have autoimmune thyroid, um, how you have to avoid gluten and how a gluten's uh, intolerance may have led you down the path of autoimmune thyroid. And before the break, we were talking about other grains um, that may be important to eliminate from your diet, things like corn and oats and rice, because even though they're mostly gluten-free, um, some of them are processed in facilities that are, you know, also process wheat, um, but they also cl- contain their own um, um, molecules that look very much like uh, gluten, so your immune system can actually confuse them, and so it can create an issue. And then we 
we finished up the last segment talking about how people who have celiac disease um, and or gluten intolerance, um, a big chunk, around half, actually have a sensitivity to casein as well, which is uh, a protein found in milk. So if you have a gluten issue, you pretty much need to eliminate uh, dairy from your diet as well. And so that is that is a thing that becomes a, a very big issue for a lot of people. Um, it's it's hard enough to give up gluten, and then when you tell them that they have to get rid of dairy, so that's all all products made by a mammal. Um, things like um, butter, milk, cheese, yogurt, um, ice cream, um, sheep's milk, goat's milk. All all of those products um, have to go when you're sensitive to casein. Um, that that becomes uh, that becomes a little tough for people, and we completely get it. And a lot of people really just flat out refuse to um, flat out refuse to do it. They're just like, "Well, you know, I'll give up gluten, but I'm not giving up my cheese or my ice cream or whatever." But then eventually, they you know they will give in and and stop eating those foods for the, the a, a week maybe, and then they realize that digestive issues go away or body aches and pains go away or they're, you know, your skin af- clears up, skin clears That's up. That's a big one. Yeah. Afternoon, the afternoon crash goes away and, you know, their, their difficulty sleeping ha- stops, their joint pain gets better, whatever it is that they have going on starts to get better. And then they put, um, they put, um, you know, dairy back into their diet and all of a sudden they get to feeling worse again. And right. then they realize, okay, yep, maybe dairy is a problem. Right, because a lot of times they start feeling better and then they're just like, but I don't know that that was dairy. That could have been this that I'm doing or that that I'm doing. And then when they add it back in, they're like, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly that is right. what the problem was. So, you know, that's a that's a big deal. Another thing um, that I'll just touch on briefly that people with autoimmune issues have is a lot of times people that have an autoimmune condition, their immune system is actually so beat up and so run down that their body can't actually produce antibodies. And so we actually see this where people come in, they feel really bad and we're like, you know what, after, you know, talking to you, running lab work, we'll tell them, look, I think once we do these things to make you better and make you healthier, that your body is actually going to start creating antibodies to things and the autoimmune condition that actually can't show itself because your system is so beat down is actually going to show itself to us and then we're going to have to deal with that issue too. And so that is a little mind-blowing for people that they could have a problem that their body can't even show them that it's it's having an issue. You know, I, I equate it to, you know, I, I use I use um, like battlefield examples for that. It's like needing needing ten thousand soldiers to to fight a specific thing, but your body can only make a thousand. So you're not going to send a thousand soldiers in when ten thousand are needed. You're gonna you're gonna try to wait until you make ten thousand. All the while, the enemy that you where you need those ten thousand is is growing stronger. And so we have to build your body to be able to make those soldiers. And then when they start to fight, your body realizes, "Uh oh, we've got a we've got a battle raging here. We have a we have an issue." And so that's a really important thing to keep in mind. And 
this throws your this throws your immune system out of balance. We have these things called T helper cells, T helper one and T helper two. And autoimmune conditions are a lot of times T helper one cells, but how we manufacture our antibodies can be a T helper two thing. And so we can have all this stuff going on and be be dominant in T helper one, but in our inability to have anything going on with our T helper two cells, that that creates its own problem. And so as we as we even that teeter totter out and and help those things come back into balance, we can start seeing other things raise their raise their ugly heads. So this is, I mean, the, for some of these reasons, that's a that was kind of a very generic short explanation of of. You know, a very complex thing that's happening in the body, this complex immune response. But this this is why when people have autoimmune thyroid stuff going on, we tell them get gluten out of your diet. It's extremely important. Right. Get dairy out of your diet. It's extremely important. I mean, if you continue to eat this, you're just setting yourself up for bigger, bigger and bigger problems down the road. Right. So, I mean. I don't. I don't really know what else to say other than if you're dealing with low thyroid issues, if you've been diagnosed with hypothyroidism, you have a ninety percent chance of actually having autoimmune thyroid. So that means ninety percent of you out there that have hypothyroidism, which is a huge number of people that have been diagnosed with hypothyroidism, you guys all pretty pretty much need to be gluten and dairy free. It can be life changing if you. Take those steps to eliminate those products from your diet. Right. And it's especially important if you have an autoimmune condition. But really, I mean, the more that comes out about gluten, you know, like we said, there are people who don't show any response to it. But the more that comes out and the more that the molecule actually is changing and how food is made is changing, the more it's really honestly looking like it's not good for any of us. Right. Unfortunately. Right. And so if you're having an issue, your 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 gut is upset. So that's going to alter your ability to absorb nutrients. It's going to, you know, it, it it's going to damage other barriers. It can it, it can damage, you know, other things that that are trying to be protective because you have this you created this autoimmune response. If you have one autoimmune condition, you likely have two or three or four. Very rarely does a person only have one autoimmune condition. Erin herself said earlier, I have three. Right. Right? That's that's a big thing um, to, to keep in mind. Right. And, have, that, and that should push you to try to get a testing as soon as possible. Right. Because the longer you wait, the more you have a risk of developing more. Right. And so it just, you know, this is, we're all about being proactive because it's better to know. You can deal with something if you know that it's coming. It's when you get blindsided and you didn't know, or the only reason you didn't know is because your doctor didn't run the appropriate tests or give you the appropriate advice to say, hey, you know, look out for this. This is a big deal. It's going to create bigger problems if you don't follow this, this, you know, these rules I mean, most people are rule followers. They want to do what's going to make them the healthiest they can possibly be. Very rarely do people come in and see me and say, oh, no, TJ, doc, I, I, I want to be sick. What can I do? How can I be sicker? How can I feel worse? How can I have you know less time to do the things that I want to do? Very nobody, rarely. Nobody says that. Right. <laughs> no one. That's just silly. 
So anyway, I hope the, the takeaway today as we're, as we're basically out of time is that if you have autoimmune thyroid, if you have you know gluten issues, sensitivities, get yourself checked. Stop eating gluten. Stop eating dairy. Um, I know we, we kind of jumped on the dairy bandwagon there at the end, but it's important um, because if you have a gluten issue, you probably have a dairy issue as well. So if you'd like more information, visit our website, theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. Follow us on um, Facebook and Instagram. Call us. Our phone number, 314-293-8123. Send us us emails. We love to hear from you. We try to to respond as quickly as we possibly can. If you have any show suggestions, please throw them out there. We're happy to, to accommodate when we can. But that's about all the time we have for today. For Aaron, I'm Dr. TJ. This has been Wellness 101. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.